So, that was fun, meeting Tyler. Good times. He got a lot off his chest. Sean? What? Your stories don't really mesh. So you believe him? I don't know what to believe, okay? I am trying to understand what you're going through, but you won't even talk to me. You want me to talk? Fine. When the gun went off, my hand was covered in warm liquid. I thought I had pissed myself, but then I realized I was drenched in Rick's blood. And then... And then when he fell... Sean... No! Sean! You're not doing this to me! Sean! Welcome to All About Degrassi, the show where every episode is group therapy. Yes, yes, I love, you know what I love in TV? I love an episode after a big episode where we all talk about the previous episode. That's mm-hmm. kind of what this one is, and I liked it. Yeah, it's, it's almost spoilers. like a, a recap built in. Yeah, wow, it's, it's built right into the season. Right. Much like the Survivor episodes that used to air in the early seasons as filler episodes where they would show you clips that had gotten edited out of the previous episodes. I don't know what you're talking about. Survivor's pretty fun. It's coming back to, tonight, and I don't get to watch it because... All I do is review media, and it's getting in the way of me actually consuming, consuming media the at media. this point. <laughs> I guess if I if I start a podcast where I review Survivor, then I'll have an excuse to actually watch Survivor Live. But until that happens... Well, you know, that's the problem with, uh, you know, turning all of your interests into commodities. Is then your interests are okay, a job. Spe- speaking of group therapy, here we go. <laughs> I am Evan Goodrich. I want to keep slacking off and just finish Hannibal already. But I need to finish this other project that I'm working on. I am Nick Sahoya. Mm-hmm. I want to watch Survivor with my friends. What's the third one? I need. What do you I, need? I need to watch Survivor with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get to. Wow, no conflict there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so today we are talking, we're starting off with season four, episode nine, Back in Black, named after the song by ACDC. Are you an ACDC? You know, I remember at one point someone had like left a burned copy of an ACDC album in my car and it wasn't even like one of the good ones. It was like one of their later ones, but I just only had so many CDs in my car. So I would put it on a lot. Oh, really? And I kind of like them. You vibe with it? I okay. like ACDC. It's a vibe. I, I don't know if I like ACDC, but I will say like the opening riff to this song is like oh, undeniable. It's, it's fucking Bam. sick, bro. Bam. And uh, I will I'm, say, look at me, I'm Tony Stark and I'm <laughs> flying in. And Captain America, you're a square because I listen to ACDC. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. <laughs> um, uh, I will say, this song also has the benefit of actually being like thematically resonant with the episode. Tell me how, because I was, I was not sure. I don't know the meaning of back. Well, in there's black. I was mixing well, up with back to black. Well, I'm not like Amy Winehouse. I'm not like intimately familiar with the song or anything, but like, I, you know listening to it, I was like, oh yeah, so there's a lot of, like, swagger to it, and, like, he's, you know, there's, this is an episode, okay. which we'll get into, where it's, like, 
I'm coming back with a vengeance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the song captures sort of the angst that Sean is going through. Okay, I could see that. Uh, and the but machismo what, do, do the, of the it lyrics all. make any sense with it? Yeah, I think so. What yeah. do they say? I never know what that man is saying. He's just going like, well, uh, I don't, Do you want me to check the no, lyrics right care. now? No, I don't I care. I should have had them ready, No, honestly. no, it's fine. You did more just, research just trust than me. I. Trust me, it makes sense. <laughs> Great. Viewers at home, listeners at home, you will know that this makes sense. Look, we all put our trust in you every week, Evan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You put your lives in my hands. Yes. <laughs> uh, did you know that ACDC is Australian? No. Okay, I didn't either. And I was like, is this... It seems so American. I was like, is this common knowledge? I mean, it has to be common knowledge because it's literally on their Wikipedia page. But I was like, wait, really? Do you think ACDC strands f- stands for Australia D... Wait. <laughs> finish, finish that. Australia CDC. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Yeah, it probably doesn't now that I think about it. No. Mm. Uh, okay, so so we open. Do you think ACDC has ever met uh, Boz Lerman? You think they ever had a conversation? I think all Australians know each other. It's such a small little island, isn't it? No, not really. But... I know, but the places where you can actually be. It's oh, I mean, I don't know. People say this, and it's like obviously it's no none of the cities are like New York, but there's still like multiple cities with like over a million people. I feel like it's like an island with like four Seattles on it. <laughs> Not like climate wise, but just population wise. Oh, uh, well, Seattle has like less than a million, right? Not anymore, baby. Thanks, Amazon. Does it have over a million? Or is it just the metro area? Is it like the city? Oh, the metro proper? area is definitely over a million. Right. Yeah. But the city proper. We always like... go by the metro area because of the I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I know that makes the sense. The landmass of Seattle saying... is much like San Francisco in that it's small and narrow. Right. I guess I'm saying that, like, the I think the metro areas for, like, you know, Australia's biggest cities are, like, like well over a million. I don't know anything about how many people live places. Mm, not, I mean, not that many. How many people live in Toronto? <laughs> oh, I think, oh, God, a lot, I think. Like, okay. I think, like. Several, like a few million a few million in the city itself i think like the metro area is probably much bigger anyway what's we going are... on here okay so <laughs> so the school is still reeling from the shooting last yeah. episode and i think much like us we are like avoiding talking about this, this <laughs> we are still event. processing our trauma yeah, so from we're, last week we're sort of like projecting onto other issues yeah like like <laughs> australia and their population <laughs> the, the demographics of australia we don't want to talk about our feelings we want to talk about city <laughs> density <laughs> Just much like Sean. So uh, we open with Sean flipping through a newspaper where he is the cover story. And he's a big star, yeah, baby. He's a hero. Mm-hmm. Zero to hero. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's uh, awesome. Everyone And everyone's whispering about him. They're all like, hey, pss, 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 that's Sean. He's the one. Yeah, and re- reporters want to interview him. They do, and they call him a hero. Students are talking about him admiringly. So Sean is like officially the main character of Degrassi. In this episode, which, I mean, he would have been anyway, because it's his episode. But right now, he's the main character of the school. Yes, the sort of metatextual social main character of the day. Yes, it is certainly Sean. So we then see a few scenes of how the school is dealing with the aftermath of the shooting. And so we see a group therapy session that's being led by Miss Sauvé. Look, look, I am obviously a huge proponent of Miss Sauvé, and I think she does a great job engaging with her students. She's got to ditch this papier-mâché mask. This is this is really undermining the process. It's hard to take it seriously. 
<laughs> this is the first time I've disagreed with her her methods. I agree. It's a little silly. It's silly. And it looks like a jester mask. It would be one thing if it was just a blank mask, but it looks like a, a scary, like, Harlequin mask. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah, she didn't even slap any paint on it or anything. Like, Yeah, yeah. It, it should. You know what? It, honestly, it would make a lot more sense if it was, like, the tragedy face from, like, comedy and tragedy oh i feel like, like i'm sad i feel like that would be mocking I feel like this that would is be... pretty dumb though I, I think that would be less mocking than i mean i think i think as... the fact that it's on a little stick i just thought it was really weird <laughs> well i'm thinking i'm trying to put myself in the, like the the mind in the shoes of a high schooler and it's like i as a high schooler maybe not me but like the average high schooler probably think this is stupid because of the mask like exactly. oh put it, we're I involving mean... a prop now i'm like this is lame. I feel like I would be much more willing to engage emotionally if I was not told, like, we have to use this object to engage emotionally. I would, ju- I would just rather have a conversation. Right. I always wanted adults to treat me like adults, and I don't think you would ever ask an adult to put on this paper mache mask. <laughs> right. So, so we see, like, we start, like, we're cutting in between this and then also Mr. Simpson, who's leading a discussion in media immersions about trying to understand why the shooting happened yeah and, and why Rick more did like, what he did oh it's because he was bullied and even toby like walks that back a little bit but it's like still a discussion point yeah and as we previously discussed i'm you know the idea of bullying is like the central reason is mm, i don't know dubious yeah I it think. doesn't it doesn't hold water really right not in the um, real world but you know we have a lot more context because unfortunately we've had so much more data at this point. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we have the benefit of hindsight. They do not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they so... haven't seen the horrible future that we all. Have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we cut back to the therapy session, and Miss Sauvey tries to get Sean to participate in this exercise where they make "I am," "I want," "I need" statements, mm-hmm. as as we did earlier, and Marco's for a gag. Like... And Marco's like, I want to turn back time. I want to find a way. <laughs> I am. What does he say? I am like. I am like a little man. Tr- <laughs> I am uh, Italian. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Sean, much like us, does not take this exercise very seriously. No. And to Miss Sobe's credit, she's like, okay, put, then take off the mask. It's yeah. Just yeah. First, she's like, okay, you know what? The the prop is distracting. <laughs> she even she admits it. She's like, look, my administrator really was pushing the prop. I didn't think it was a good idea, <laughs> but you know, sometimes you have to listen to your higher ups. <laughs> so Miss Sobe is like, you know, Sean, it's understandable to feel some guilt for murder. there was like for a, murder. Ma- a mask lobby that was like selling these masks. Oh, pushing the masks <laughs> yeah. on schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have like, it's like a medical, a pharmaceutical rep. They like oh. come and they like bully the like <laughs> oh counselors into purchasing the stock. Uh, so Ms. Tove is like, well, you know, Sean, it's understandable to feel some guilt over, you know, killing someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Sean is like, no, he's fine. He's totally fine. He's completely fine. He's fine. Yes. He's fine. He's so sure he, that he's, he's fine. He's fine. Yes. <laughs> if there's one thing he's sure of. Uh, you know, he, he doth protest not too much. <laughs> it's just the right amount, I would say. So then Sean shows up to see Mr. Simpson for some reason. We don't really get a clear reason as to why he shows up to Mr. Simpson's class. No, he's just wandering around doing stuff. <laughs> I don't think there's a formal lesson plan today. I well, think it's just like, hey, everybody walk around and maybe there's a scavenger hunt. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, it just seems like like I couldn't tell if he was just like showing up to class early or if he I was... I don't think there's classes on this day. 
Yeah, I don't know. I uh, like. Do or... we see people sitting down in a classroom? I'm trying to remember. Well, we see. I feel like it's just sitting in Mr. House. Simpson's classroom, but they're not oh, it's doing a full class. class. They're not doing schoolwork. They're not doing schoolwork. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm okay. sure it's like a. It's like a weird day. It's like a transitional day. So yeah, maybe Sean is going to Mr. Simpson's class then. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Or like, or like, was it? Because he didn't seem like he wanted to talk to Mr. Simpson about his like... <laughs> I think they were like... Baggage. I think it's... Uh, I think we're overthinking it. I think the writers were like, hey, wouldn't it be nice well, if we these need to get these characters, characters <laughs> Right. And so uh, he goes into Mr. Simpson's class and Mr. Simpson is also like, are you sure you're fine? Uh, and then Emma walks in, who is clearly not fine. No. Not at all. She's, like, losing it. She is, like, in full histrionics and <laughs> crying. Which, you know, it, I'm not using that in jest. Like, she has... No, no, she's she, rightfully distressed. She is rightfully, uh, stressed out. Yes. <laughs> um, and did, is this the first time we've seen her call Archie dad? I noted that, too. She I just calls him plainly dad. Yeah. Which, which I like. I think this is, like, a nice time to see that tra- happen, you know? Right. And I think, yeah, I mean, you know, clearly she is very traumatized from having a gun pointed at her. Yes. And so it's, like, I think it makes, like, even though I was, like, oh, she called him dad. She's never done that before. I feel like it's like, makes sense to be, like, just sort of, like, to cling to that specific term for Mr. Simpson. Like, as, like, a, like, you know, she, she needs a dad right now. Yeah. And he's dad. <laughs> he he's not, is dad. He's not daddy. He's dad. Um, <laughs> to be clear. So, uh, I don't know. I, like, I, I, I noted it, but I wasn't, like, taken out. I was like, oh, interesting. Because um, usually she calls him Snake. I think that's her usual term of endearment. And Emma, who is in tears, hugs Sean and thanks him for saving her life, which yeah. seems to shake him a bit. He hasn't, thought, he hasn't thought about it. And I think this is a great way to continue demonstrating that he just hasn't really given this much thought. He's minimizing the, the impact that it's had yeah. on him. Uh so we then briefly see Alex and Jay who are fighting over attending Miss Sauvé's group counseling mm-hmm. um, with Alex saying that she needs to talk about what happened while Jay continues to just be an asshole. And this is kind of Alex's face turn, right? Like the, this she, is the beginning of her flirting with it. Yeah. But I feel like this is the face turn. This moment right here. Right. Exactly. She's like, no, Jay, you're a bad, bad boy. I'm going to go. I need to work at the movie theater and work on myself emotionally. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So this is like the first like fractures we get in their relationship. Yeah. Um, But that's just a throwaway scene. But it adds, you know, it's adding something here. Well, we we want to check in with everyone. And I was serious when I was saying uh, I, I do appreciate episodes where after a death or any kind of big moment, you have an episode or two afterwards where it's like all the characters talk about it because that's what it's like in real life. Yeah, the reverberations. Yeah. So this uh, isn't The Walking Dead. We're not losing like five characters a season. It's a big deal when a character dies. So everyone should like take a moment and be like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm, I'm sure that's a very resonant reference for people who have seen this show. Well, you understand it's a show where people die frequently. Characters die frequently. There are zombies. You understand that on Game of Thrones, big main characters are killed frequently. Yes. You understand that from context, from cultural osmosis. Cunt text. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away, babe. (laughs) So, So Ellie chastises Sean outside the school for not taking the therapy sessions seriously. Mm hmm. Uh, but then they're accosted by the reporter from last episode, Rachel Rhodes. Rachel Rhodes. I was so excited. I instantly Googled um, Rachel Rhodes to see, like, oh, is she a regular character? No, this is the last time we see her. Last time. <laughs> I'm very sad, but I appreciate that we got to see she, her one more time. She made the most of every moment. And this honestly is a fucking classic Rachel Rhodes move. 
to emotionally blackmail Sean as she does in the next scene. Yeah, so she tells Sean that they interviewed his mother about his involvement in the shooting. And then she shows him the interview that they filmed with her and his father. Uh, Classic Rachel Rhodes. Yeah. She'll, she'll stop at nothing to get the scoop. <laughs> and so his mom uh, is like singing Sean's praises mm-hmm. and then she like cries on camera. Can we talk about Sean's mom? Um, how fucking old his parents are? Okay, sure. <laughs> I think it makes sense because of Tracker's age. Right, but, like, I'm like, wow, she he must have been a very geriatric pregnancy, because she looks, like, 60, and he's <laughs> 17. Sure, sure. The thing I wanted to say is his mom is, like, the best actor I've ever seen. I thought she oh, was yeah? awesome. I thought she was pretty great, she yeah. She was really, really good in all of her scenes. And the dad was okay, too, but the, the, the mom had a lot to do. Right. She nailed it. Yeah. I liked her. I no, I thought they were both like I mean his dad sold like uh distant d- just distant aloof father figure very yeah. well. I thought they were both go- like really good, yeah. Uh but she's you know, she gets a lot more screen time. She's well do. well done, Degrassi casting agent. Well done, this woman off the street. Also of this, yeah, this random woman they pulled her off the street. <laughs> I'm they, sure she no, has an IMDb. They page. shot in Wasega Beach, she's a local hire. <laughs> do you think they went to Wasega Beach? How far is Wasega Beach? Should we have looked that up? I'll look it up. You you do recap. It's a drive. It's not a long drive because they drive there. Spoiler alert. So, I know, but is it five hours? Is it two no, hours? No, I think it it's probably. Like, I think it's probably like a couple hours. Okay, well you continue with the recap, and I'm gonna just do a Google Maps real quick. <laughs> I think it's a day trip. So okay. uh, so then Sean takes the monitor that they're watching the interview on, and then just like throws it on the ground. <laughs> that was smashing that was very it. Funny. Tosses it right out of that like news bus or whatever. Yeah, and Rachel Rose like doesn't even like break a sweat. She's just like. Sean. Well, whatever. It's not her money. Well, I just am like, cover it. Sean, you know you're liable for that, you dumb-dumb. Yeah, but he's a, he, he's the town hero. I guess so. Yeah, Rach, he could bury Rachel Rhodes' career <laughs> if he wanted to. No one would say a thing. <laughs> so he then impulsively hops in Jay's car with him and Ellie in tow, and then Emma, who is also there for some reason... They all tag along to go wherever it is they're going. We'll have to wait and see. It's an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, a day with trip. With no traffic. Yeah. A day trip. So it's like down to San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. I just really wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, our viewers... Wasega are... Beach is famously the San Diego of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Meanwhile, there is a B-plot this episode there that is. is just heavily delayed. Yes. Uh, it shows up after we get like, some trauma out of the way. Yeah. So Toby is trying to reconnect with JT and Danny, but he's being iced out by them because of his friendship with Rick. Uh, so we haven't seen much of JT and Toby's friendship this season. No, we haven't seen much of JT at all, have we? Uh, not after he and Manny broke up. Yeah. So uh, this is... So we're catching up with them post Rick. And, yeah, uh, and Danny and uh, JT are just full best buddy modes at this point, which is a new dynamic. Yeah, which... Things have, things have shifted. Yeah, they have a new caballero. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're not they're not friends with Toby, and Toby's sad. Yeah. And I feel for him. Yeah, legitimately I do. Yeah, I, I mean... I, you know, Toby, Toby's in a rough spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, to, like, have some... I mean, I, I mean, he's going through trauma, too. 
Yes. I, I, I feel bad for... I feel like all of the fallout is really realistic. I appreciate this episode. I think this is all very good. Yeah, so I think it's like... I don't know. I mean, obviously, the, the episode doesn't, I think, glide over how much of a jerk JT is being, as yeah. we will see. But like, Well, it's kind of a low point for him, right? Like, he doesn't do a lot of actively mean things. And this is pretty mean. This is very... I mean, your friend has just lost a friend. Yeah. You know, problematic though he may have been, it's like you and you're refusing now. You are depriving him of a friendship. Toby is begging for some kind of you know support. He's like, I was there. He he was like, this is this is something that affected me. Yeah, like I mean, the gun wasn't pointed at me, but it was pointed at the person right next to me, one inch away from me. (laughs) Like so, like uh, maybe I can get also maybe Rick's not good at shooting and he accidentally shoots. (laughs) Yeah, the bullet ricochets and hits me. Yeah. What then, JT? What then? Yeah, so it, it's definitely not the right reaction, but it's it's sort of believable. This is such a weird situation. Well, yeah, and like you know, high school, everyone's so clicky, and you know, at this age, it's like everyone's a dick. So yeah. no one knows how to handle things like adults because they're not adults. They're not. So <laughs> we then find our uh, cast of characters at Wasega Beach. Well, they have an exciting drive away after the Rachel Rhodes thing. Yeah. They drive away in Jay's car. And who's who's in the car? It's, so it's we, Emma yeah. and Jay and Sean. And Ellie. And Ellie is there, yes. Yes. So a little random ragtag team. Yeah, I've, it's weird to see these four characters. Emma together. was just like, I'm here. Sure. <laughs> I want to... I wanna come along for the ride i want to help be pivotal in sean's character development yeah <laughs> we have a history he and i so uh judging by this little montage we get of wasega beach it's like what vibe would you say it's giving it's like um it, it's first of all it's funny to imagine like a warm beach that far north i remember the other time they were at the beach for the pride episode it just looked very chilly and overcast. dismal dismal this was at least a little sunnier this looked fun i, I is that a freshwater that you think they're in uh, yes, it's a I, lake. Great. I love a big lake. I prefer mm-hmm. a big lake to an ocean. I don't know which lake. W- Wasega Lake. <laughs> but no, it, it looks... I, I won't say it won't look fun. It, I, I won't say it didn't look fun, but I, I do wonder how much of the year it's actually fun to be there. Yeah. For warmth reasons. Right. Also, how warm is it? What time of year is it? It seems uh, like it's the middle of the school year. I It is. So it should be cold. <laughs> it should, probably. But, you know, they film all these episodes in the summer, so yeah, okay. eh, there's no there's no time or place here. Uh, so the gang parks outside a trailer, which is revealed to be Sean's home. Mm-hmm. And Sean's mom answers the door and seems excited to see Sean, but then he tells her off uh, and says that he doesn't buy her whole sympathetic mother worried about her son act yeah he really lays in pretty hard um it's hard it's hard to watch and she it i think what is great again great acting from the mom her reaction where she just kind of doesn't say anything and just sort of walks inside and closes the door behind her yeah she has this heartbroken look on her face and i I thought it was really good yeah show don't tell exactly yeah i i bought it um so we then cut to the four of them at the beach, where Jay and Sean have completely buried Emma and Ellie in the sand. In all of up their, to their clothes. Neck, in their clothes? Insane behavior. That's going to ruin most of those garments. They're never going to get that out. No. 
Like, I mean, I, I hate... Guess what? Sand is still, like, dirt, you know? It's gonna leave stains. <laughs> yeah, I hate being buried in the sand when I'm in a swimsuit, in the proper attire, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine how uncomfortable this is. It seems awful. And then they, like, when we see them later, it's like, they don't look like they've been in the sand yeah, at this all. Yeah, <laughs> this was definitely the last thing they shot that day. Right, exactly. Like, this is gonna destroy your wardrobe, right. so we have to do this last. Yeah, and they're like, well, we know these characters obviously didn't, like, pack bathing suits, so we can't have them be in mm-hmm. bathing suits for this. Um... So, while they're doing this insane behavior, uh, Sean looks at a guy riding a jet ski, who we find out is Tyler Bishop. (gasps) The Tyler Bishop? The (laughs) T-H-E-E Tyler Bishop. (laughs) Wow. The guy Sean deafened in one ear a few years ago after Tyler allegedly oh yeah there's some jumped dispute. him yeah um which is... I, I did like the sweaty exposition of emma being like it's that kid he deafened <laughs> in one year did she even say and no sean is like in one ear yeah. like like that he's like he's like it was only one ear come on you guys it's just funny that kid you deafened when do you use the word deafen as, <laughs> as, as a, a verb as a verb yeah <laughs> to deafen one deafens <laughs> yeah so this is how uh, as as astute viewers and listeners at home will know uh this is how sean of course wound up at degrassi was mm-hmm. because of this incident yeah um, we knew some shit went down in wasega beach we knew there was a fight we knew he he deafened someone in one well year. you know shit's always going down at wasega beach <laughs> well you know what good, uh, good for tyler bishop he has obviously started some sort of thriving jet ski, <laughs> jet rental. ski rental business <laughs> <laughs> is he, i guess he just works there but I, no I he to, works there i like um, to imagine that he he pulled himself up by his bootstraps <laughs> <laughs> from the ground up yeah uh with one ear started with a jet one, ski rental. with one ear i started a jet ski empire <laughs> uh so and of course naturally jay's response to all of this is revenge Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's time to get revenge on the kid that you deafened which does not make sense jay i have a lot of issues with jay and i'm going to be talking a lot about jay and likability issues we'll be talking about jay Jay for for episodes to come for many years because god (laughs) does he stay on the show for a long time (laughs) he really does so him and spinner i just feel like they wouldn't leave set and it's like can we just write them a couple hangers on (laughs) can we just write them a couple scenes they don't have anything to do they're bored. <laughs> so back at Degrassi, we get this nice little moment between Toby and Manny outside Jimmy's locker where students have left, you know, well wishes and tributes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is sweet. It was a sweet moment, but uh, Manny refers to Danny as Webster. And I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe let's not call. Let's not call Danny Webster. It's a little loaded. <laughs> <laughs> I get that he's short, but it just feel, it felt a little racial. Oh, yeah. I, I was a little uncomfortable. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> he called it, she called him Webster. <laughs> and look, I'm saying it now and I'm laughing, so maybe it's just funny and innocent. <laughs> no, but... she's actually just a comedian. <laughs> it may be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so, nice little moment. Uh, back in Wasega, Jay and Sean confront Tyler, and Jay makes an ableist comment about Tyler being deaf. Oh yeah, he does a voice. Yeah, he does deaf voice. Yes, um, which right we are not face. we are not going to do here no, on this podcast. Um, which you know, just classic classic Jay. Yeah, uh, Jay's a real piece of shit. <laughs> and then Tyler immediately goes ape shit, not on Jay's ass, but on Sean's ass. Yeah, d- pushes Jay out of the way and goes straight for Sean, and they almost get into a real tussle. But Ellie, of course, the only voice of reason here. 
Ellie, God, she is the only sane person in this yeah. quartet. So she sure. so she breaks up the fight. Uh, but importantly, we find out that according to Tyler, he didn't jump Sean, and that Sean sucker, sucker punched, punched him, him. Mm-hmm. and that's how he was deafened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tyler antagonizes Sean for his violent streak and whether he kills and runs these days <laughs> alluding to the whole it's, rick ordeal yeah uh, first of all savage savage um second of all did you notice this uh i guess child has a like big pointy nipple ring it's like a, a stud a seedy little nipple piercing <laughs> i very dory alley i i was like how old is this child supposed to be uh i wondered that too um <laughs> uh, also am i the only one who got like a strangely charged like homoerotic energy between sean and tyler i didn't think of it until now but like it's so obvious now that i think about it i think that's absolutely why they fought oh i think i I mean obviously they hooked up and one of them like wanted wanted it to end and then it turned into blows you know i feel obviously this i don't think this is intentional but it's just like there's a weird vibe it was intentional okay (laughs) we know these these writers oh yeah they're playing for each chess Mm -hmm. every moment (laughs) Um, it was weird. It was a weird energy going on. Uh, but then after this whole confrontation, uh, he still does rent him a jet. Tyler gives him a great deal on a ski rental. It's like, go nuts. Go have fun out there. Big, big boy. (laughs) So Sean is about to go for a spin on a jet ski for some reason. He's like, well, no better time. Seems like a good way to get your, like, you know, your. No better time to process your emotional trauma than, you know. (laughs) Get on a jet ski. Yeah. Uh, so, but then Ellie tries to get Sean to come clean about his past and how his and Tyler's stories aren't adding up. And for the first time, Sean starts to break down and have a super fucking vulnerable moment. Yeah. About the guilt that he feels over killing Rick. Yeah. And he is, his acting is so great in, in this episode. Yeah. I, I, I think this is the best Sean writing and the best Sean acting. I'm really rooting for him, you know? Yeah, I thought this scene was really affecting, and I thought Dan- Daniel Clark, uh, Sean's actor, gives a really solid performance conveying his inner turmoil. Um, now, what even, like, didn't work for me was, was what immediately ski, what happened immediately after. <laughs> where he well, goes he, out 40 so he, feet. He, he, okay, but he just immediately is like, as he's talking about the blood on his hands, and he's like, nope. And then he just hops on the jet ski and, like, nopes the fuck out of there. Which I'm fine with. No, I thought that was very silly. And then I he's, like, yelling. And he's then obviously He's clearly well, running away from his problems. But it's then, just... no, but then Ellie is, like, yelling at him, like, Sean. And he's just yelling from his jet ski, like, you can't tell me. You, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm not going to listen. It's pretty funny. And then he wipes out. No, but this is what I'm confused about. It's, like, <laughs> what, when I think of, like, oh, I'm going to go be free on a jet ski, I think of just, like, Opening up the throttle and just going like straight 70 miles uh, an hour, or excuse me, Canadian 50 kilometers an hour straight ahead. Um, or would it be more 90 kilometers an hour? Straight yeah, ahead. The, 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 just going straight, yes, and exactly. Instead of going in like a he little goes in loop. a funny little circle, and I feel like and then like immediately a wipes out. Thing. I feel like they were like, he can't go too far out because he's not wearing a a life vest. Ellie, like, is holding up the life vest, like, Sean, your life vest! Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, I feel like they were just like, go out there, do a couple circles. And then then wipe out. Uh, I actually saw this scene go viral on Twitter like a few weeks ago or a couple months ago. Just because it's so silly. Just because of the the tonal weirdness (laughs) of it all. It's pretty strange. Uh, I don't know. I was like, this is really effective and moving until this happened. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of out of the moment now. If they had nailed the jet ski stunt, I think him running off into the ocean. I'm not sure we even needed the jet. Did we need a jet ski in I think, at all. I'll tell you exactly what it should well, have been. He should have taken a jet ski, gone, throttled it off into the distance, and then there's a ramp. And then he goes over the ramp, and then the shark jumps up from below <laughs> and tries to eat him while he's jumping over on the jet ski. That would be cool. That would be so sick. That would be so cool. Um, so Sean wipes out, uh, but then who else but Tyler has to come to his rescue? So mm-hmm. this is why we needed this beat, was for, you know... Tyler to save him and you know I guess something something yeah he goes out there and he's like grab onto my nipple ring I'll pull you in (laughs) (laughs) no but he pulls him to shore and he like does he CPR him or it is Sean just he's able to breathe I think he CPRs him yeah so um uh or uh, maybe he doesn't CPR him I don't know Sean Sean is safe he starts breathing again yeah he's he's okay So back at Degrassi, Manny confronts JT about his treatment of Toby, but JT is not here for it. He's not featuring Toby. Oh, at all. Oh, at all. Oh, at all. And so she tells him, now I remember why we broke up. You just can't be the bigger man. Whoa! Shade rattle. She she cooked him. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't see how he recovers from that, honestly. Uh, so back at the beach, <laughs> Emma tries to talk to Sean, and he apologizes for the year before and everything he put her through. This scene was legitimately hilarious to me. Really? Yes. I, I was laughing out loud, and it's just because I was really listening to each line. It's really like, Sean, Sean, what's going on? And Sean's like, things. I'm thinking about things. I'm sorry, Em. About what? About the stuff. <laughs> about the stuff that happened. Oh, I thought it was... It was the vaguest... It was like... It was like a bad improv scene. It was like two, like, improv 101 students who don't know how to put details into Oh, I improv. thought it was nice. I Look, thought it was like... We obviously know the history, but it's just like, say a couple things out loud because this is the vaguest writing I've ever seen. Well, we all know the, what happened, though. And then instead it's like, I feel like that would be like, well, why are you telling me? We know what happened. They know I, what happened. It, it was very funny. And also, I think it's like, I think it's sort of like, obviously, like, Sean to be like, well, I, you know, I can't, I'm not going to put it in like certain terms. I just know I did wrong. I know you were hurt by it. Very well. I'll allow it. Thank you. I'm not happy about it. Thank you. <laughs> That's okay. I can live with that. Uh, but Emma is like, you know, I'm willing to let it go. She's, you know, she's okay with it. She's They've put it to rest. Um, buried hatchets. So they go back to Sean's home and things between him and his parents are tense. Yeah. His dad implies that Sean is only there because the cops are on their way and he needs to be bailed out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is dick move but, yeah you know, a little a, all right. a little harsh dad <laughs> but uh sean tells them about what happened with rick and it finally hits him that he killed rick yeah he finally says it out loud and he breaks down crying in front of them and the mom cries and i just i i cried while i was watching this this was very sad yeah i mean you know obviously again we've talked about this like rick a complicated figure but you know i imagine killing anyone weighs on you i Assume. I wouldn't want to kill a person, even if I thought he was very bad. Killing someone's 
Seems bad. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> we then cut to the funeral service for Rick, and Toby walks in with Manny, which was very sweet of her. Mm-hmm. She's someone who never interacted with Rick, and she's willing to show up. I think Manny is a sweetheart and would do this. I buy that. She clearly has a soft spot for Toby, and yeah. I think that's sweet. Yeah, I, I do like this. Uh, and Rick's mom, who has clearly been going through it is thrilled to see toby mm-hmm. uh and her honestly her reaction really breaks my heart oh yeah this scene and uh, her his mom is a really great character like we only see her like three times we don't get much but like i don't know i mean a lot of it is just sort of like you can read between the lines and just i don't know thinking about i don't know something makes me very sad about the the parents of people who have done horrible things yeah it's like what do you do with that it's like it's how much of it was your fault how much of it is just crazy coincidence well and like and the guilt that you must feel and i'm sure the guilt that society puts on you and like and you are grieving you know you've lost your son in more ways than one it's Mm -hmm. it's a it's a lot and i feel like she conveys that well with her limited screen time yeah so good acting Ephraim's mom. <laughs> this, this German lady, question mark? Are we fr- yeah, she's gotta be German. I don't know. I, that's my theory. Um, We're going with German. Uh, and then, to Toby's surprise, JT shows up and offers his condolences. Mm-hmm. It's... I'm glad I'm glad JT did this. This is a good moment. It's very redemptive because we were just saying, like, a low moment for JT earlier. So I'm glad he quickly walks it back. And I... Even like the moment where Rick's mom is like, oh, so you were his friend? And JT doesn't say that because that's not what he feels. Right. What he does say, it is a tragedy. Yeah. And that's that's all he can say and that's all she needs. And it's it's a sweet moment. It's a very, it, it's a moment of maturity that JT needed to yes. display at this point. Yes. Uh, so just all around, just a, a nice little subplot. Like not much to it, but very effective, I thought. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, loved all of it. So, wrapping things up, Sean tells Ellie that even though he loves her, he's staying in Wasega. And yeah. Jay and Jay is like, okay, okay bye. Bye, bro. <laughs> Give him uh, a little hug. Uh, a little side hug. While Ellie is just, like, going through it. Yeah. Uh, and Emma doesn't say a word. She just exchanges this look, this knowing look with Sean as they drive away. And so Sean leaves Degrassi and the show. For For now. For now. But for honestly, now. spoiler alert, for a while. For a while. We don't see him for a bit. So, uh, Sean, so- Sean fans, you, you know, unsubscribe for the, from the <laughs> podcast for a couple weeks and then come back. <laughs> uh, so I thought this was a great ending to Sean's character arc. Honestly, I, I've had my ups and downs with him. And I think they sort of play a masterful game with his likability. He does go villain a couple times, but there is always a heart there. And I, I agree I think this is the best he's written. And frankly, when he comes back, I think he's less interesting. So No, I think this should have been the end of it, honestly. I, he probably should have just never come back. <laughs> he should have never come back. I mean, because this is sort of the perfect... Like, we see him get some stability in his life, finally, going back to home to his parents. We see that he's finally, like, taking accountability for his actions, where's all of Ellie, his actions. Where's Ellie going to live? How's she going to afford that place on her own? Well, that's what I was going to talk about. <laughs> so it's very... what My dig against this episode, aside from the bizarre jet ski sequence, is how unceremonious his and Ellie's breakup is. And it's like... Which, in, which they sort of... They kind of give her short shrift in favor of focusing on Emma and Sean's history, which, like, 
I get as like a it choice. It sort of supersedes it makes, this newer relationship. Yeah, it sure. makes sense because of the history they have, but it still feels weird. But like, also, yeah, it's like, Ellie, what, you, what is she going to do now? That's one of the big hanging threads. Also, Jay has shown zero signs of like processing the fact that he is the reason that Jimmy got shot. Like, and this is a character, again, this is going to be a problem for me for a while. But this is a character who we're going to later empathize with and be rooting for in fun zany adventures. And he, I don't think they ever earn him going to be anything other than a full villain. Like, I, I, I still see him as a full villain. And then just one day a switch flips and we're supposed to like him. Mm, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll catch it. We'll, we'll talk more about Jay. We'll talk more about it. We won't be talking more about Sean, not for a while. Nope. And when he comes back, we won't talk about it. <laughs> we're going to ignore him. Does this episode go there? Yes. I think this is a great episode mm-hmm. about grief and trauma and about uh, people going through tragedies together. I agree. I, yeah, I thought this episode was notes that I have aside. Uh, yeah really great and also like what a great degrassi where the drama hits and then the weird moments are very meme worthy like you get you get the best of both worlds because that's what degrassi is all about it's like oh wait is this show good or is this a trash meme show and it's like yes 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 it is both that's right it is both and neither well okay well i guess we're gonna take a little tiny break and then we're gonna be back to talk about the next episode the name of which I cannot remember. That's okay, because I have it. And you'll introduce it. <laughs> and right I will after, introduce it shortly. Right after this break. Break! <laughs> Alright, we are back, and we are talking about Season 4, Episode 10, Neutron Dance. Named after the song by Pointer Sisters. Wait, I said Pointer Sisters. I meant the Pointer Sisters. I think, is it Pointer Sisters or the Pointer Sisters? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I do love this song. Do you, you know this song, yes, right? Yes, of course, of course yeah. I know it. I, I knew it and then it became a very famous uh, Shea Coulee lip sync. On a All Stars Five of Drag on a Race. very unforgettable, a very forgettable season of All Stars. <laughs> All Stars Five is underrated, in my opinion. Really, uh, I I I will get on my soapbox about it on a different pod. But mm. All Stars Five, give it another watch, y'all. It's breezy. There's a top three. We almost never get top threes anymore. It's it's good. It's good. The ch- the challenges individually are stronger than in All Stars Three or Four. Hmm. You know what? Maybe I will. Give it a watch. Probably I won't, but maybe I will. <laughs> uh, I have no clue what this song has to do with this episode. Unlike the last one. Is I'm like, there a dance? There's not. I was waiting for them to like all go to a no, dance No, but there's not even. like the, I was going through the lyrics and I was like, okay, I, I guess I can make it. Yeah, I was like, maybe if I stretch this, I could see where they're going. But like, no, this, this doesn't make any sense. But you know what? We needed, we needed a song title. So here hmm. we are. I'm trying to think if I can think of a better one. Uh, I can't. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for your effort. Yep. So we open with downtown Sasquatch practicing in preparation for their studio recording session, which listeners will remember they won in the Battle of the Bands competition last season. Yes. The episode Rock and Roll High School. But is it downtown Sasquatch? Because Jimmy's not there and Ashley is. Hmm. Uh, There's yes. some changes going around <laughs> here. The li- listen, band lineups change. It happens. 
I want to talk about it just before we, because there's there's drama about it as we go. I just want to make sure I'm clear on the timeline. We have seen Ashley in the garage with downtown Sasquatch already yes. before this episode. Mm-hmm. Was Jimmy there when, or was Jimmy already out of the band? That's no, what's confusing. No, he wasn't. No, he, he wasn't there. there when Ashley was there. Previously. No, he was there. Okay, because when they talk later, and we'll get into it, it sounds like we'll we'll get into it. Take okay. it away. So. They're all stressing out now that they're down a band member with Jimmy, mm-hmm. who is, you know, hospitalized after being shot. Yes. Uh, so probably can't, can't be in the studio on this Yeah, one. no. So, uh, but and Ashley... It's, it's, it's like a big deal. It's $10,000 worth of studio time, and they mm-hmm. don't have any songs prepared. Right. So Ashley suggests that they play the song that Craig performed last year, Dust, which they won the competition with. Mm -hmm. And I would say, realistically, is one of the better Degrassi songs. So sure, go ahead and record it. Yeah, and of course, this is the song that uh, Craig wrote for Ashley. Mm -hmm. About what a a jerk-ass loser he is. Mm -hmm. What a dickhole he is. Mm-hmm. That's that's the second verse because we only ever hear one <laughs> verse. The, yeah, there's another verse where he's like, "What I know is that I'm a dickhole. What I know is that the I'm explicit a penis. version. What I know is that I'm I, a yeah. Bitch. That's the one they censored <laughs> for radio. Um, so meanwhile, there is gum on Paige's chair, and she is not happy about it. Did you did you write down what she said here? Uh, that it was disgusting. Disgusting. Have you never heard that before? No, and I've also never you never heard it before. No, <laughs> which I thought it was funny, but yeah. my favorite thing was she said it was disgusting and illegal. <laughs> like what? She was like she was like and a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she called it illegal. It's very funny to me because uh, it was like this first made up word and then a real word that doesn't make any sense. So for the Paige context. is she's killing it. Lauren Collins, you're killing it. She's very funny. Uh, And Mr. Simpson is like, okay, so find another... Like, he gives her no time of day. He's like, whatever, I don't have time for this shit. You can solve this on your own. (laughs) And then Paige says, it's watermelon. Why does that make it worse? (laughs) As if that makes it worse. You know what I bet it was? I bet it was Hubba Bubba watermelon flavor gum. Do you Mm. remember that shit? Yeah, because it it comes out of the package and it it has like the watermelon yes. printed on it, uh-huh. which was rad. Uh, and then that, it tasted really good. That shit whipped when I was a kid. That was let the best me tell gum. you. I agree, Ugh. and it, it was good for blowing bubbles, which is important. Yes. Hmm. God, we okay. <laughs> Do you remember how good we had it for gum when we were kids? Gum was Be- sick. Bubble because- tape bubble tape and they had the sour bubble tape mm. that had like little sour crystals in it do you remember the bubble tape that had nerds in it <laughs> oh that sounds particularly decadent <laughs> I, mean, I remember nerds ropes maybe that's what i'm thinking of maybe i mean maybe you have to give nerds, nerds ropes bubble, bubble tape nerds ropes were great though yeah they were pretty good man candy rules candy's dope <laughs> candy's not as good as it used to be i will say like like not no. like they just don't have like they, we lost so much mm-hmm do you remember the giant Laffy Taffy sticks? I was never a Laffy Taffy person. Oh, I love Taffy. I, I think it was just, I don't know. I didn't connect with that candy. I was all I was always into the chocolates, and then I would like the sour gummies. Oh, see, I was definitely like a fruity, chewy, taffy. Mm. Sour, sour, too. I like sour, and I like gummy. I just never really cared for Taffy. Caramel, mm. yes. Not Taffy. Mm, yeah, chocolates never did that much for me. Still Whoa. don't. Mm. Well. So... <laughs> Hazel tells Paige that she should come to yoga with her. And we're then introduced to 
Mr. Oleander. And I gasped. I was like, wow, we are not getting a chance to breathe. We are going from big Degrassi moment to big Degrassi moment. Oh, yeah. Starting Uh, a new arc. Or as he is known by the students, Mr. O. Mr. Oh, my. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So Mr. Oleander is a student teacher uh, working under Mr. Simpson. And he is also the yoga instructor, apparently. Which I guess makes sense. I feel like, I feel like the gym teacher could just be anybody. <laughs> like a it's lot Ms. of the times, it's Miss Hazalakos again, who we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, where's she at? I actually know she's about to come back because I know what happens soon. But we'll we'll talk oh. about that next week probably. So Paige is like, well, I can't wait to go to yoga now. I know. Um, so, well, well, so Mr. Oleander, let's talk about him. He's like a kind of, he's sold to us as like a young dreamy teacher. Do we think he's dreamy? Oh, I was going to ask this later, but yeah, let's just talk about it now. Is uh, he dreamy? Do you, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I have problems. I have problems because I know that I don't find him appealing, but I also know where this storyline goes. So I'm like, is that coloring my perception of this, I guess, objectively handsome guy? Like, I I, I can't really tell. Um, I don't know. I remember being in high school watching this episode and being like, he's not a track. Like, I was <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> his mannerisms are a little off-putting, and the kind of hair I just, flipping. I just don't, you know, greasy. I, he, his bangs are greasy. They it's do like, look greasy. Have have bangs as a teacher, sure, but like, can we get the some nice clean? Bangs? I'm not gonna say this man is like ugly or anything. No, of course He's just. Not. I I was like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> but he, that's that's he, fine. He looks like a contestant on The Bachelor. He's just a very oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> very plain. Oh no, The Bachelor man. contestants are much hotter usually. Usually, <laughs> there's a few. Ben, Ben from season I don't remember what season it was. Ben, I don't know about Ben, but usually they're pretty cute. Okay, <laughs> just calling out Ben randomly. Do you think he's ugly? Uh. I thought his, he had a middle part, which like I know is in now, but he was not working for him at all. Some people can't do the middle part. And his face is like, I don't know, he's just, he's just like a dork. He looks like a big dork. And this one, this man looks like Evan. a big dork. <laughs> Evan. A big dork. So, <laughs> I'm really I'm really firing on all cylinders yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, go ahead. Get this rage out. <laughs> now, moving on. So, so, Craig checks in on Jimmy in the hospital, which is our first time seeing him since the shooting. Yeah, and it's funny because he looks just fine, but he is lying down. He is supine, yeah. so, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> that says it all. Uh, and Craig updates him on how the band's doing, and Jimmy seems to think that things are heating up between Craig and Ashley. Yeah, but this was where I was confused because he was like, oh, Ashley is coming to the recording, and Jimmy was like, has she been, like, hanging around rehearsals? Which made me think, like, wait, was Jimmy not there the last time we saw Ashley No, he. W- I think that's why he thinks, like, oh, there's something between them, because he already okay. saw them hanging out. Okay, that makes more sense. And, like, he was saying sparks. Okay. And we're saying sparks. Um, sparks sparks abound. Sparks are flying, to quote Taylor Swift. Um, 
Uh, to quote basically everyone. <laughs> to quote, everyone has said that. To quote this point. common adage. <laughs> sparks. To quote Taylor Swift, hello. <laughs> uh, but Craig insists that they are just friends. They are. Mm-hmm. Why would you think anything otherwise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. Mm. So we then cut to yoga class, and Marco is just uh, rhapsodic about how hot Mr. O is mm-hmm. to Paige. Um, and I feel like this was <laughs> the extent of gay representation in a lot of media at the time, was we'll have a man say that another man is attractive. For the straight woman's benefit yes. of, like, acknowledging that this <laughs> exactly. man is hot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, luckily, this show does not do that, because Marco obviously Marco has, gets to have has an interiority. Romances, but I do think this is him sort of falling back he's being the He's being the gay best friend right he's now. He's being a full GBF right now. Which is fine. Is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've, been a, I've been a GBF. I've been a GBF. GBFs are very important. I've been a GBF, but mostly to lesbians. And they've been your GBFs, I, I guess. So. I would assume. My LBF. I mean, I yeah, I guess I've only ever been the GBF to like non-straight women. Mm. <laughs> so I so don't know. I guess boat, I yeah. guess it's complicated. Um, so yeah, Mr. O, the stud that he is. Um, <laughs> he then helps Paige with her form, even putting his hands on her, and he which. Like- he he might as well lick the back of her neck. He is being and way too intimate. It's it's a it seems like a no no to me. Uh, and then he says, extra points for smiling. Oh, and I'm like, mayday, gross. mayday, no. <laughs> mayday. Uh, but but even, Paige even is as, like a creepy thing to say. It's like not even like a hot creepy thing to say. It's like an old creepy like man. Well, yeah, but I mean that's like the it's like a madman thing to say. I mean that's like the archetypal like cat call now is like smile, you know. Yeah. So uh but Paige is absolutely charmed you know by who this. Well says smile, the Joker. So think about that, Mr. Oleander. Boom. You got him. <laughs> uh meanwhile at band practice, Craig and Ashley are making progress on the song when Spinner walks in with Manny as his amuse, quote unquote. <laughs> Um, yeah, and they is this we hear the piano version of the song at this point, or is that not till later? I think that's the no, that's what we're hearing. Yeah, right we're now. we're hearing like a slowed down sort of I don't know Coldplay version of this like <laughs> rock song that we heard last season, and I kind of agree with Marco's objection. It doesn't sound great, you know. It kind of loses a lot of the the verve. Oh, well, I was just assuming that we weren't hearing like I mean we didn't because we didn't even have like the other members in the mix. Maybe. So I was just assuming they were adding something a little, little, I don't know. We didn't see the finished product, so who can say? (laughs) I was willing to reserve judgment, unlike others. Uh, (laughs) So at work, Paige is whining about her predicament to Alex, who, as usual, is winning the I don't give a fuck war by a country mile. And Alex, after her face turn, is instantly the best character on the show. Absolutely. She's the most likable. She's the best actress. She's... (laughs) Got such great chemistry with Paige, even though they're just friends. She's at this point. killing it, and she refers to Spinner as Furby, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't, which I don't understand, but it's very funny. I think it's because he talks gibberish, and you just like need to feed him all the time. And <laughs> and he his eyes are plastic lids that, <laughs> that are and scary, he, and he can't act. <laughs> um, but then who shows up but Mister O to say hi to his quote unquote favorite yoga student yeah 
and he's, Al- probably, he's probably watching Lolita, and there's like a screening oh of Lolita, oh and he's like, oh, I gotta go during the day and watch this. Oh god, he's like, it's, it's, it's a double feature, it's Lolita and the notes on a scandal. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> uh, and then Alex is like, you know what, you should totally go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, look, I, I have complicated feelings because obviously I don't condone romanticizing these sorts of relationships like parent teacher, or not parent teacher, but uh, these student teacher like flings. Like I, I don't want to romanticize them. I, I think it's something that it's a trope people go to a lot and sometimes it's done better. Sometimes it's done worse. What I will say is Paige scheming to be bad I'm always in on. Like, when she gets into this mode and Alex is, like, egging her on. Rooting her on. Sowing discord. An agent of chaos. Yes. And and then Paige gets her little scheme to get her little fake ID and we'll see what she gets up to in a minute. Very funny. It's really fun. And it's like, I don't want her to succeed on this on this quest, but I love watching her go on this journey. It's you know, fun. <laughs> it's important for teenagers to to take big swings and and make mistakes. Yes. <laughs> I think that's what we watch her do in the next little bit. <laughs> uh, so back in our A-plot, Spinner is growing increasingly frustrated with Ashley Yoko Onoing the band. Yeah. Uh, which is evident when Liberty interviews the band and Ashley and Craig take up all the oxygen in the room. And of yeah, course, giving really annoying answers the, to very bad yeah, questions. Well, so. well, yeah, Liberty's not a great interviewer, to be clear. Not she's not going to no get no follow up questions. She's no, not like, getting a position at Rolling Stone anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, but of course, Ashley and Craig are like, "Oh, we love Death Cab for Cutie and, and Neutral, Neutral Milk, Milk Hotel." Hotel. <laughs> You're like, "Oh, these people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're made for each other. Truly, they though. really are." Uh, <laughs> and this is capped off with Spinner and Marco being like out of focus in the photo that Liberty takes. But then Manny's also there. And- Manny's also there for some reason. And she's wearing. Did you see this hat she was wearing? This orange cowboy hat ensemble. Okay, but Manny's- it's like a soft cowboy hat. It's like felt. It's weird. It's like I think it's. I'm just gonna say. It, I think it's the worst thing she's ever worn. Manny's the out- top is also ugly. Manny's outfits this season. I've taken a nosedive. I will say. I, I've mostly enjoyed them so far. This was the first one where I was like, oof, this is this is a full miss. For a, a, a boot. A pair of boots. Yeah. No, she... A pair of cowboy boots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so Liberty's cowboy boots would have made this outfit better. <laughs> like, that's that's where we're working with right now. Uh, But yeah, so this, this whole interaction is capped off with, like, this photo that Liberty takes. And, like, Marco and Spinner and Manny, who is, like, once again, why are you here, Manny? Not, yeah. But, um, so they're, like, in the background trying to, like, crowd in and it's like you guys why didn't you just move to the side of ashley and craig yeah let's take a moment to set up this photo yeah why let's don't really make sure everyone's sitting in a good spot liberty's a terrible journalist <laughs> terrible photo journalist yes. terrible text journalist just just who's gonna read this article where they just the... say two band names i mean you know the the the, the grapevine uh subscribers <laughs> Uh, well, guess what? I was a subscriber, and after reading this article this, by Liberty Liberty Van Zandt, this terrible piece of access journalism, I'm, like, going, I'm unsubscribing, <laughs> and you can you can stop sending the Degrassi. Was it, was it called the Grapevine? The you can stop sending the Grapevine to my doorstep every every title. Sunday. It's a good title for a, for a student newspaper. Sure, you heard it through the Grapevine. It's cute. Um, so Spinner and Marco finally confront Craig and tell him that Ashley has got to go. And they give him words are hard. Uh, They give him an ultimatum: them or her. 
so Craig tries to give Ashley the bad news, but instead, in a moment of intimacy, he kisses her. He smooches her right on the mouth. A little smooch. Yeah. And she seems to react to this with, like, confusion. It's a pretty funny reaction. She kind of <laughs> just looks back at him. And she, she, like, she, like, backs off and just, like, walks away, and she kind of, like, looks back, and I was like, I'm just gonna keep like, walking. She's like, what? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna walk away some more. Yeah. <laughs> but then, Craig is like, guess what, guys? We're back together. Craig. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Classic Craig. Classic Craig. You know, we're gonna get a, a storyline with Craig pretty soon that I think is gonna explain a lot of his beat. behavior. A lot of his beat. And this beat, yes, in particular. All of his actions the last few seasons are all gonna <laughs> come into clear focus. Um... And so Marco and Spinner are just like, God damn it, man. And they, and they walk out on him. Meanwhile, in yoga class, Paige is waiting for Mr. O to give her another lesson. Mm-hmm. But instead, he completely ignores her in favor of Heather Sinclair, whose face we almost see. Oh, wait, we saw her body? We saw her body. <gasps> we saw her the back of her head? We saw her roots. I heard about the roots. <laughs> I heard tell of the roots. We saw the roots. I didn't see the roots myself. We saw her physically? We didn't see her face. Her arms. I were know, up. but wait, that's huge. Yeah, this is the only time I think we see her. Oh, okay. Like any like part of her. <gasps> that's huge. Yeah, her roots and her big round, but then Paige gets cut off. Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and her big round heart. <laughs> <laughs> she does have a round heart. It's a very uh, horrible, <laughs> it's actually horrible congenital, congenital disease. disease. Yeah. Uh, so Paige complains about this to Hazel, and Hazel is like. Need I remind you once again that he is a teacher. <laughs> Hazel, the voice of reason. Hazel's being the voice of reason. Um, yeah. But then they overhear Mr. O on the phone with a buddy about going to, quote unquote, barcraft. Barcraft. And a metaphorical light bulb goes off over Paige's head. It's funny. So this bar, do you think they named their bar after Warcraft? And now it's the hot fun bar for people to you know that's about. immediately where my my my, uh, my mind went to also and i was like that's doesn't make any sense because warcraft is not pronounced like bu- war is not pronounced like bar i know but it's one letter off warcraft warcraft <laughs> indeed hey that's how i felt last time i played tried to play world of warcraft i was like more like world world of warcraft I'm tired, uh, Evan. Mm. <laughs> Boo. Ooh, I'm throwing rotten tomatoes. You, you can't see it. You said Warcraft. But... I was guessing. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish you, I wish you wouldn't have. Uh, we then cut to Ellie and Sean's apartment, where Ashley is regaling Ellie with the story of how Craig kissed her. Mm-hmm. And Ellie is like, don't go there, Ashley, because if you do, he's only going to leave you to be with his parents and with Sega Beach while you're stuck having to pay rent alone on a high school student's salary. Don't okay. do it. I missed this line of exposition. <laughs> well, she doesn't say that, but okay. <laughs> she clearly is like talking about her and Sean's relationship rather than Craig and Ashley's. Yes. And we see her like mailing a box to Sean. So, which she, but she does bring up, she's like, God, you have to like, now I, how am I going to pay rent? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What's she gonna do? What is she gonna do? We'll find out. Mm-hmm. We, as we will see. How's later. she gonna? How's she gonna pay for Ferret Bueller, who we haven't seen? I know. I don't know actually how expensive ferrets are to keep. You alive. gotta feed them food. That's true. <laughs> you gotta change their wood chips or whatever. Yeah, it is. you gotta change the wood chips. Yeah. Gotta uh, buy new wood chips. Maybe she just steals the wood chips from like a local playground. <laughs> You know, perhaps. Yeah. So Ashley meets Craig at the dot to clear the air, and she's like, 
guess we got a little carried away. We should just be friends, right? <laughs> and Craig is like, yeah, I love friends. Friends I will is say, great. I've been in this position many times where it's like, all right. Yeah. Really? Yeah, of course, yeah. It's like, I'm like, we we have an interaction. Either we hook up or we make out. And I see him again. And I'm like, so we're going to we're gonna make out again, right? And they're like, no, that was it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I kick him out of the band. But you were... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this isn't a this isn't a recent thing, but yeah, while I was dating, this was a very frequent. <laughs> you were just kicking guys out of the band. Con- the lineup was changing constantly. Obviously, the band thing is facetious, but yes, oh, I, I had things where it was like that's TV. I had many dates like this where it's like suitors. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we then cut to Paige and Hazel <laughs> armed with fake IDs uh, uh, that Dylan's roommate made for them. And they're trying to get into Barcraft, which is the worst name for a bar that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And they're quizzing each other in line, which is such a terrible idea because the bouncer is so close to them. <laughs> I know. They're like right up there. And they're like, what's your, what's your date of birth? <laughs> Quick. <laughs> what's your address? Uh, so the legal age, the legal drinking age in Ontario is 19. Yes. So I do think they could pass for that. Sure. Of very, very reasonably. Yep. Um, so fake ID uh, and these tactic. actors are probably actually 19, right? <laughs> I think they were actually pretty close to their ages okay. at the time. So they were like 17 or 18, maybe. Okay. Um, uh, did you ever have a fake ID? I was going to ask you the same thing. I, I never had one. I didn't I, either. I think every time I drank prematurely uh, before 21, it was more of someone with an ID got alcohol for everyone. Right. Or we were at some someone's uh, parents' house where the parents didn't care if some booze was missing when they came back. Right, yeah. That no, was I, usually the cinch. Yeah, I definitely drank, obviously. I mean, you know, I like most people. I drank before I, I you know, was legal. But um, I did have one time a bouncer accused me of having a fake ID. That's very funny. When I did not. I was <laughs> I was 22 at the time. That's very annoying. And I was in, so this was in Michigan because I, I was in college um, where, where I went to school. And I went to this bar to meet my friends. And I went there and I had my ID. And he was like, he asked me what my address was. And I had my, I think I had my Bryant address, whereas I had been living with my dad. And so I couldn't remember which Arkansas address was mine. Mm. And I said the wrong one. And he was like, it's not what your ID says. And I was like, oh, well, is it this address? But of course, by that point, I guess I was like, which is weird because I'm like, who has a fake Arkansas ID <laughs> in Michigan? Yeah. Like, what? I don't know. I'm still mad about that. I don't know. Maybe it's just because you're so little. Oh, I wasn't that little. You're pretty small. Am I? He was like, oh, look at this small little boy. <laughs> How small do you think I am? This tiny little man trying to get into this bar. <laughs> What happens next? <laughs> okay. Uh, meanwhile, Spinner, Marco, and once again, for some reason, Manny. Manny's just all over the place. Uh, riding these coattails. Um, <laughs> so they all show up to Craig's for one last band practice. And as revenge for not kicking Ashley out, Spinner has promoted Manny from Amuse <laughs> to tambourine player. And Marco whips out an accordion because, in case you weren't aware, he is Italian X. Uh, and Ashley's like, what the fuck? Yes. And, uh, but Craig still can't work up the courage to kick her out of the band. Yes. And I find this situation to be so sitcom-y and absurd, but I don't mind absurdity when it pays off in a funny way. 
And when they do the polka tambourine <laughs> version of Dust, and Ashley's just standing there looking at them confused, yeah. and Craig's sort of, like, shrugging <laughs> as he's singing it, it's legitimately funny. Like, very, very funny stuff. Yeah, I will say, the accordion kind of fucking slaps. It's, it's a good instrument. I honestly, I was like, <laughs> what could be more fun to have, like, an accordion? Mm-hmm. Like, to add something special. It's a spice. I was, I was gonna suggest it'd be fun if they also had, like, a little monkey... But I, I don't That's think... Manny. <laughs> Manny? <laughs> with her tambourine. With her... Oh, yeah, with the symbols. Yeah. Yeah. Little uh... symbol. Uh, so... I will... Okay, sorry, what were you saying? No, I was just going to say we probably shouldn't be taming monkeys. We should let them do their own thing. I, I think Peter would agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I will say, why does Ashley... Why are they so concerned about Ashley leaving the band when, first of all, she's obviously more talented than Spinner and Marco. Yeah. And... Like, why, I don't know, like, why can't these kids, like, it seems like their problem is just that, like, like, obviously the interview was annoying. And it's just like, why can't you kids just talk about it? I know they're not adults, and so obviously they can't talk about things like adults. <laughs> but it's just like, come on, like, have a conversation I'm about, like, you. sharing credit and just, like, you know, making it more egalitarian. Well, that's the sitcom-y aspect of this, right. of this episode is that... these boys never go have a conversation with Ashley. They're just like, hey, Craig, go talk to Ashley for us. It's like, you're part of this band, and if you believe that, then you should feel enabled to talk to Ashley on your own. Right. And say, hey, guess what? You're not in the band. So if you want to be in the band, you have to have a conversation with us about being on this track, because that is not what we agreed on when we won this prize and beat you. Like, just say it. Yeah. Just say it. Although, I, I don't I know. Agree. I think she should be in the... Like, first of all, they're down a band member, so let her oh, be in the band. Oh, she should, and she's much more talented than that. <laughs> yeah, so. go on. She could probably take over Spinner's part with, like, a little drum beat on her Casio keyboard. Yeah, or, or bring back Ellie to be on the drums. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we find out that Paige and Hazel's fake IDs got them past the bouncer, and mm-hmm. they're like, eh, we did it! <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally chill, totally not suspicious behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're just running through, squealing like little girls, and they go right up to Mr. O. Yeah, so she sees him there, and he's drinking a pint of beer, and she's like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. (laughs) This is really funny. She goes up, and she's trying to act like she just comes to this place all the time. Yeah. Um, And she offers to buy him a drink, and then... Charlie walks up. Yeah. This and Charlie is smoking, if I do say so myself. Uh, she, yeah, she's a redhead. She's a very foxy lady, and she's wearing a very foxy lady dress. Yeah, and so... And she's age-appropriate for Mr. O, <laughs> and, which helps. Yeah, and he introduces Paige to her as his girlfriend. Honestly, dun, dun, dun. Charlie, I think, is out of Mr. O's league, but that's just my opinion. Mm. I thought she was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, she was. And she's like... Oh, that's so cute. She has a little oh crush on you. And this was the other thing was her attitude at this moment was so fucking funny. It was funny. so she patronizing. She apart. It yeah. was so good. Yeah. Like, she, yeah. She's, so she's like, oh, that's adorable. Bartender, a red wine for me and a Shirley Temple for the little rascal over yes. here. Which ends up getting Paige and Hag- uh, Hazel kicked out of the bar. Yeah, blows her cover. We see yeah. them getting shooed out by the bouncer. And... That's the end of the subplot. <laughs> yeah, we don't find out what happens. No, no, that. that's, that's wow. it. Which is abrupt, but <laughs> all right. Uh, I was entertained. <laughs> so We met Charlie, so it was all worth it. Yeah, not the first Charlie we'll meet on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally are uh, at the studio for Downtown Sasquatch to cut their little 
little single, uh, accordion and tambourine and dough. They're really going hard on this bit. Yeah, and Ashley's like, are we seriously doing this? Uh, and then Spinner and Marco and Manny are like, you know what, we're gonna let you two have some alone time. Yeah. Uh, and so Craig finally tells Ashley that they want her gone, but he doesn't. I know, which is such a stupid way to frame it. Why don't you say, hey, Ashley, there was a vote. There's two of them and one of me, and I kept advocating for you, but it was still two to one. I mean, I think he gets that across. I don't think he does. Really? He says he doesn't want her gone, but they do. I know, but he, f- he frames it in the way where he's like, the band wants you out. Dot, dot, dot. But oh. not me. <laughs> you didn't notice that? It was weird. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I think it seems clear that, like, he doesn't. You know, I don't know. I, I got, I understood what he was saying. I didn't um, think he was expressing himself well. But I think she kind of understood it, too. And she was like, you know what? I get it. But she's clearly devastated. Um, and so they go on recording the song that Craig wrote for Ashley as an apology. So... And I thought That's it was poetic. really effective watching him sort of rediscover the lyrics that he wrote previously. Mm-hmm. And they set it up because he's looking over at Ashley's empty keyboard. Right. Um, as he's singing. And right as he's about to finish the song, he takes off his earphones. And he's like, no, I can't. I mustn't. I have to go. Yeah. And he runs out. <laughs> yeah, and so he chases after Ashley, and he somehow catches up to her. I was so curious about this. <laughs> so, obviously, that was the first take of the song, just time-wise. There's, right. If she's in walking distance. Right, but even then, I'm like, I don't know, it takes a lot of time to, like, get set I up. I agree. And, like, get, you know, check your levels. And, and... then, furthermore, how, did, was her plan to walk home? Or is she walking home because... How did she get there? Right. Where does she live? Right. And it's like... And are you walking in the direction of her house just hoping that she's still walking home? Right. And it's like, what if she went to the mall? What if she decided to What if she went to Ellie's? What if she decided to get a drink at the dot? Like... What what if she wanted to go for a walk in the woods to clear her head? Like, it's so random that he finds her. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But you know what? That's fine. Uh... Sure. It's a rom-com moment. Right. Exactly. And so he catches up to her and he explains that the studio will always be there. But he didn't want to miss his chance with her. And the two of them kiss. They kiss crashes back both ways both ways the, the kiss goes both ways this oh <laughs> it's like they kiss both ways i was like, <laughs> <it> was like <laughs> what um anyway so crash is back baby how do we feel um i was gonna ask you the same question do, do we like this couple i feel like they have their ups and downs i feel like some of ashley's most likable times are when she's with craig but that just makes me feel like Ashley's underdeveloped and I just like her because she's hanging out with Craig. So oh, I mean, I, she, I don't know. by this point, she is absolutely under. Like, I mean, her whole she's kind of like a satellite character to Craig at this point. Yeah, um, she it, she was the lead character in season. I one. know it's crazy how these things change. Yeah. But um, I do enjoy this couple, actually. Like, I, okay. I like this ship. I, I, I mean, obviously, they have a lot of history, which I think adds to their appeal and a lot of ups and downs. But, like, I don't know. I find them a compelling... I know I don't think maybe they're necessarily great for each other, but they're, like, a compelling match, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost, like, because there's so much drama, that's kind of the, I think it the works. fuel for the fire. I agree. And I'm trying to imagine, like, who else would I want Craig to end up with? And I guess my answer would be, I like Craig and Manny together more than them. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> 
not because of mm. I don't know why there's a there's a je ne sais quoi about Craig and Manny I oh I don't know I, I think that is such a mm, no it's bad and toxic sure I'm sorry that's a bad I just want Manny to be with everybody because I love Manny so I want her to be with my favorite boys I want her to end up with the characters that I like <laughs> that's nice <laughs> uh, I will say this episode well okay what were your thoughts on it like overall how do you feel about it it's kind of w- it's an interesting way to like get back into the flow of regular Degrassi episodes. And I think it's kind of effective because it's like, oh, this is something that's been in our calendar for like a year. So we can't just reschedule it, even though Jimmy got shot and we're going through this tragedy at our school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I buy that as a good first like conflict that doesn't have to do with the tragedy. Right. Um, as far as the episodes about music and about the bands, I, I would say this is one of my least favorite ones. Well, I guess my issue with it is that, like, this is basically just serving as, like, the entry point to the next episode. Like, mm. this is just setting up. Oh, really? I don't know. I can't remember exactly what happens next week, so I, I'm excited to it's find a, out. It's a, well, we have a two-parter coming up. A, a Craig two-parter. <gasps> a Craig two-parter? Yeah. So, so this just kind of feels like... Oh, we're just setting up the chess pieces right now for what's going to go down. I think I know what's about to happen then. Uh, And then the B-plot doesn't really go anywhere. Although entertaining, (laughs) it was. was. (laughs) It was fun. I liked it. (laughs) Does this episode go there, though? I would say certainly not, especially because we see Jimmy and he's he just seems okay. He seems very (laughs) fine. (laughs) I mean, he can't walk, but... I know, but just his demeanor... Well, you know. He's very cheery. And he's just listening to Craig, like, bitch about his, like, relationship drama. I was like, Craig, Listen, it's denial. He's in denial. <laughs> he needs things to focus on that aren't, you know, his condition. Sure. I agree, though. This episode does not go there. No. And it's not a bad episode. There, there was good moments. It's there okay. was funny parts. It's, it was fine. It's fine. It was a very whatever for me. What did you learn today? Okay, let me get my notes. I'm going to put them for the class. Let's see. What, what, what did we learn this week? We learned this week... That's, it is legal as a high school student in Wasega Beach to get a nipple ring. <laughs> and I encourage everyone who wants to express themselves in such a way to go get a nipple ring today. What are you waiting for? There's just no time like the present. Mm, I am going to say, maybe, maybe think about it. No, <laughs> it, that's not what piercings are. It's not about thinking about it. It's about sticking a rod in oh, your God, little I, nipple. I hate nipple piercings so much. I actually don't care for them. Yeah. God. Especially this one. This one was very jagged. <laughs> Looked like pyramid head coming out of both sides <laughs> of the nipple. <laughs> it's very scary. Uh, I learned today. Today I learned that ACDC is Australian. That, oi. Hey, you want to hear our hit song? Beck and Blake. Beck and Blake. Uh, yeah. Who would have known? I guess a lot of people probably. I guess but probably the whole nation of I Australia. Guess, I, guess, I guess, like, all fans of yeah. AZDC, but, uh, not me. Uh, so thank you so much for tuning in to us. Yes, uh, this was a fun episode. This was a normal episode, and next week we're gonna get into some drama right right off the bat. We're getting right back into the drama. Balls deep in drama. Big drama. Big balls deep drama. That's why you come and listen to all of Boot Degrassi for the balls deep drama. Hey, you, you wanna leave us a five star review? You wanna do that? Yeah, if you liked this episode, be sure to do just that. Uh, and if you didn't, then then don't. Go on Apple Podcasts, write a five star review, 
And if you don't, hey, when I'm writing my five-star reviews for my friends, I don't always know what to write. So why don't you just write balls deep, balls deep drama. <laughs> write that five-star review. If you do that, we'll read it on the podcast. We'll read your name. But you have to write balls uh, deep drama at some point in the review. That is not a promise I'm willing to keep. But you know what? You can. <laughs> I'm probably going to forget to look. <laughs> but if I remember to look at the reviews and you include the phrase balls deep drama in your five-star review, I will give you a personal shout out. You always find a way to make our sign-offs more complicated. But I always find a way to promise what? to do things that give me a lot of extra work. <laughs> Empty promises. <laughs> hey, Sailor, do you want to take this one for me? Anyway. Ta-ta. Goodbye, ever now. Yeah. Sorry, also, I meant to say this earlier. Uh, I think it'd be cute if we did, like, for, for our introductions, if we did, like, I am Evan Goodrich, and you did, like, I am Nick Zoya, and then we did, I want this, and then I need... You have to do it first, because I just, I'm gonna forget the, the three.